Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And welcome everyone to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap both The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. And for this week, it is for um, February 1st through February 5th. So um, we had some departures. We've seen um, some re-arrivals. I won't say new arrivals this week. And um, it gets interesting by the end of the week. So we got a lot of stuff to unpack this week. And then, of course, the bold and the beautiful was pretty interesting this week, especially with people standing their ground. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, other than that, what? let's see. So where do you want to jump into this? Um, Which storyline you want to take on? I guess we can start with. We want to start with faith and uh, the stuff that's going on with her. Because I felt like hers was maybe. I mean, not that it was the least important, but I think that was only like a day. Yeah, and then the whole chance uh, dismiss <clears throat> of you know him leaving. So yeah, okay, so we can go with faith. So. What is your thought on how they're handling this and the problems that it's also causing with co-parenting? What's your thoughts on that? Um, I feel like I feel like Nick is letting Faith play them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I agree with what Sharon. Some of what Sharon has been trying to do, as far mm-hmm. as um, how she thinks Faith needs to talk to. A, ther- therapist a therapist. And she's taking like a a, mm-hmm, a therapist, um, and she's. I feel like she's trying to take a firmer, a more stern um, approach with Faith because I think she started out trying to, you know, be gentle with her and understanding, and it's not. It doesn't seem to be helping, um, but for some reason Nick can't see that he's he keeps trying to take the, well we don't want to upset her and. He keeps trying to be gentle with her, but at some point, you know, with the the attitude and the behavior that she's been displaying, like you're gonna have to start buckling down instead of giving in to every time she throws a fit, which is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I felt like when Nikki, when Nikki showed up and she was like, "Well, let me take faith for a little bit, and um, you know, let me spend some time with her or whatever." It was like they asked you to do that mm-hmm. the last time. So, like, how many times are you going to keep saying, "Well, let me talk to her"? Because it's obviously not yeah. Working. I mean, it's almost like uh, both Sharon and Nick are two polar opposites. So you have Sharon that's at this end saying, "Look, we need to jump on this. This girl needs to get some help. She needs some mm-hmm. therapy to help her with her drinking," and. Nick is on the opposite end of the spectrum saying, well, you know, 
she's being a typical teenager. You know, let's not come hard on her because if we do, she's really going to dig in her heels, blah, blah, blah. And then you got Nikki kind of like in the middle of this thing. But at the same time, it's not helping either. So, you know, I totally agree with you. So in your opinion, what do you think? Do you think that they should say, you know what, Faith, I know you don't want this, but you need to go to therapy? Or do they say something else? What's your thoughts? I think they need to tell her, like, look, we've given you we've given you your space Mm because I feel like they've given her space. And they've allowed her to to still, you know, have a life even after finding out that, you know, the incident the first mm-hmm. time with her drinking. Um, so I, I feel like they need to approach it like we've given you your space. We've tried to allow you to to figure things out mm-hmm. on your own, you know, without us managing what you do. And that's not working. You're still mm-hmm. we still caught you drinking. And I, I mean, I don't know if it, it's, it was her. They didn't show her and Jordan. The together, only right? scene that we saw this was just saw like an after with, um, Sharon trying to tell Jordan to stay away from her. Yeah, so we didn't actually see like what they were really, mm-hmm. what her and Jordan were really doing. So, regardless of if they know for sure Faith was the one drinking, because mm-hmm. it could have just been Jordan she still was around Jordan and somebody was drinking. So at this point, you've, you've done what you've done and you've lost um, your parents' mm-hmm. trust. So now you have to work on building that back up. It's not your parents' responsibility to keep allowing you chances, especially if you're going to keep blowing it. So they, they just need to tell her, look, we've, we've given you your chances and it's not working. So now this is what you're going to have to do and as your parents this is what we're making you do and we're going to make you go to therapy because you can't do this on your own because the interesting thing about this and what really sets Sharon off is the fact that she had this girl over her house without her knowledge that's the first thing and I I could get that I mean you what 13 14 whatever and you inviting people into my Mm -hmm. house and I you didn't say hey mom can a friend come over or, you know, hey, Jordan right. wants to come over. Because a part of, to me, the reason why um, Faith didn't bring it up, because she know in some kind of way that it wasn't right for her to be there, but she wanted her there anyway. Because what other issue would yeah. she not tell her parents that a friend come over? They're pretty open to having her have folks over. Why didn't you tell her about Jordan coming over? Because she knows that that would have exactly. been, yeah, I don't know. She, I don't really, you know, I want to be with her, but I know it's probably not going to be right for her to come over here. So I'm not just going to, she knew what she was doing. Yeah, she did. And she knew Jordan was Absolutely. bringing alcohol over there too. Absolutely. And the thing is, is that when they addressed her about the alcohol top, she tried to play it stupid. Now, granted, you know, folks right. do that when they don't want to get caught up. What is that? What do you mean? Where that come from? I don't know. You know. But it became a thing when Sharon says this lid or whatever the top don't belong uh, belongs to an alcohol brand that I don't even stock in my own house. At what point do you stop trying mm-hmm. to make Sharon look like a fool for asking you that question? Because you caught up. Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, she's playing the typical 
uh, rebel, rebellious teenager that that doesn't want to admit to when she's done something wrong. Faith knows right now where her father stands and where her mother stands, and if both of them were on the same, especially just say if uh, Nicholas went toward the ideology of what Sharon's trying to do. She wouldn't have so much mm-hmm. free room to do what she wants to do. You know, right now she's playing right. two in the middle. You know, yeah. because she know her dad is going to go easy on her and she know that's going to cause infighting between the two of them. And she's standing by looking at this like, look at them. You know, right. so. Yep, I'm going to cause chaos between them and they're not going to have time to really worry Ex- exactly. about what I'm doing or, or pay close attention exactly. to what I'm doing. The only the only thing I didn't um, mm-hmm. agree with with Sharon was I didn't feel like I don't think she should have went behind Faith's back and told Jordan that she didn't want them seeing each other. She should have been up front mm-hmm. with Faith first and letting her know, like, look, this is this is how I feel about Jordan. And right now, um, I don't think it's a good idea for you guys to spend time together. And then she could either... Faith could tell Jordan or she could tell Jordan herself, like, I'm sorry, but I can't have you around my daughter right now because she's going through some stuff that we have to figure out. And I don't feel like you're a good influence or whatever it was she wants to say to her. I don't think it was a good idea for her to to um, to approach Jordan before mm-hmm. Faith had any idea that she was going to say that to her. So let me I ask think you that this. Kind of, so if she had a win, and I'm not saying that was right with what she did, because, it, I mean, you go behind somebody's mm-hmm. back and tell them, don't come over here no more. Yeah, I mean, you overstepping, but I don't know. When it comes to parenting, I, I just, it, I've seen this happen before with other uh, people that I know and their kids, and they sometimes do that. They see a threat to their child. They step in and be like, mm-hmm. you can't come over here no more. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, in, yeah. in regards to this situation, is. How do you tell, is it, okay, so just say Sharon went and said to Faith, you know what, being that all of this is going on with the alcohol and everything, I'm going to need you not to see Faith anymore. I mean, see Jordan mm-hmm. anymore. What would probably be her response? If there is no way she could have did either of the two. Yeah, well, I, I feel like, Faith's response was going to be either she's way. going to be upset mm-hmm. either way. I just think it. I think it was worse because she walked yeah. in on um, Sharon Say saying what to she Jordan. said to uh-huh. to Jordan, and then my my guess is that she probably would have heard it from Jordan before her mother was able to give her the news of not wanting her mm-hmm. around Jordan right now, especially knowing that Jordan is is really kind of her only friend mm-hmm. right now. So I feel like she should have broken that news to Faith up front and bef- first before saying it to Jordan and possibly um, having her hear it from Jordan or what happened with her walking in on her telling Jordan that mm-hmm. that information. I don't know. I, I mean, there, there was it wasn't going to be a good reaction from Faith either way, but I feel like it would have been maybe a little better for um, for Sharon on her end if she if it would have. If she would have let uh, Faith know first. Yeah. I'm wondering where know. the writers are going to go with this. Is this going to be... Because we didn't see any any much more of Faith the rest of the week after she was upset with her mother. 
So I'm wondering where they're going to go with this whole thing. Um, where is Faith going to try to run away? Or is she just, you know, going to just go off on the deep end and say, you know, screw it. I'm just going to do what I want to do because I can't stand my parents. I'm curious of what they're, you know, where they're going to go. Have you seen any spoilers or any updates on that? Me either. I haven't. They really don't talk much about that like they do the other storylines. But, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to, to see how that goes because it went... Sharon is, but but here's the, I would say, crazy thing about this. She's doing all this to keep her from Jordan, right? But nobody can stop her from trying to stay away from Adam. <laughs> that you know, that is the other thing, because once again, <laughs> once again, this week. Adam shows up at her. Yeah, house. she he called first or sent a text message or whatever. And said that I need to see you because I have an idea, which is why he brought up Connor to her after she had left, you know, the whole Chelsea thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, sh- and Sharon should have said, if she's going to do this, then Sharon should have told him, I'll meet you. I'll meet you at the coffee mm-hmm. house. Because what if Faith had an answer to society, the door? Away from her house. Mm-hmm. Exactly. She keeps that. So it's like, why do you keep? Like what? Are, what are we missing here as the audience? Like, does no one in the writing room think that it doesn't make sense that they keep bringing Adam over to their house, knowing that you know the issues and that they have with him? <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, this girl has got a husband and a daughter who can't stand this man, and as much as, like you say, <laughs> you know. Going behind, uh, no, no problem. Going behind, um, you know, face back saying, you know, I need you to stay away from my daughter. Okay, but folks been trying to tell you to stay away from Adam, and Adam shows up at your house at any given moment. You don't know, he don't know if Mariah's going to answer the door, Ray, Faith, shoot, whoever, Nick. And and showing up like all the time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, I don't care I know, about what but Nick it's thinks. just <laughs> you don't know who you're gonna and run his into, business anyway. you know. But yeah, and 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 it's it's just like it's it's all la di da, like you know, like there's no issues mm-hmm. there with Adam when he when mm-hmm. he's over there, like they're BFFs or whatever. It's just like, and I, and I, I know <laughs> what the writers are trying to do, which is what the same thing they're trying to do with Devon and Elena, because it's like, why are we going around in circles with that? And we'll get to that in a little bit. But if you want to, because of COVID, and you can't have people actually romancing each other physically on screen, but you do have couples off the show that are dating each other, figure out a way to put them in a storyline where it fits. Because obviously you yeah. see Sharon and and um, and Adam kissing each other because Mark Grossman and Sharon Case are actually couples in real life. Same thing with Elena and Devon. If you want more romance on the screen, then figure out a way to make it happen so these people, you know, it's just interesting that they did this this way. I mean, they could have put Sharon and and Mark together in their own storyline with Sharon and Adam a year ago, you know, or, you know, if uh, with Elena and Devon, uh, Brighton and Brittany, you know, 
kept them in the situation that they is. Now you done made this whole twisted thing back and forth between Elena and Nate. It's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just, what do you, what are your thoughts? What do you think about that? Do you think maybe this is the right way to go or should they just have let these two couples be in a storyline that they can get the romance that they need on the show? Um, I don't as, as far as Adam mm-hmm. and Sharon, I it is kind of annoying that they're they keep trying to find ways to put them to put them together when they had the perfect opportunity, like mm-hmm. you've said before. Um, last year when Adam was going through his right. issues, and even before that, when instead they had that of hot scene where they were up against the wall. It was prime option right yeah. there before she even got involved with Ray. But go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <clears throat> um, but so, yeah, I agree with you on that front. Now it's like they're just doing nonsensical storylines to find excuses to put them mm-hmm. in the same room together and having them make out in fantasies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I but, mean, honestly, I'm trying to think because on both. You know, they bring in, like, they brought in um, Finn's, the actor that played Finn, they brought in his wife when they did a sex scene between Finn and Steffi. Or, um, Mm -hmm. I think they brought in um, what's his name? St. Victor. Carter, the guy that played Carter. They brought in his wife early on when he was supposedly kissing Zoe. So, I mean, they, you know, they made concessions in that way, but on Young and the Wrestlers, you got two actual couples that are dating each other outside of the show. Throw them in a storyline where it works so you can put romance on the show. So, yeah. Right. But in the meantime, what, what we do have is is definitely driving Faith up the wall regarding Adam, which, mm-hmm. you know, and then the other situation with... um you know, going back to uh, uh, Faith and Jordan, yeah, I I don't think that was the right way to handle it, you know? I mean, yeah. would have been, let me ask you this, would have been better if she had told Jordan in private, like, saying, hey, you know, if he, okay, just say she saw her at the coffee house. If she had pulled her mm-hmm. in the back office or something to talk to her, would that would that made it better, or just the fact that she just did it behind her back? Period. Uh, um, for me, I think it was just that she did it behind okay. her back. Period. I, I feel like that should have been a conversation that she had with Faith, okay. from, regardless of what Faith's reaction okay. was going to be. It should have it should have been a combo with her first, and then with Jordan okay. after. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, we'll definitely see what this where they're going to go with this, whether it's going to end up turning bad or is it going to be a situation where Faith sees that this is just not a good idea and get caught up in the situation and, and get out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, okay. All right. So you want to move over to the Chance um, departure storyline? Oh, yeah, Lord. since that's yes. kind of... I mean, because they dedicated Monday to that whole thing. So, um, so after, you know, of course, Abby and Chance is real, because Chance goes to the doctor and realizes that he can't father a child. So they both got physical um, dilemmas when it comes to trying to have a child. So 
Abby can't carry a baby even though she has viable eggs. And um right. and then um Chance, on the other hand, has um no sperm activity, very low sperm activity. So he his mm-hmm. chances of actually um act fertilizing an egg is slim to none, I guess. Right. So now that's bad news. And so of course Chance is like, you know what, let's get a donor. We can still have Mariah carry the child. You know, and they're excited. Well, I mean, she goes off and talks to because we also have a story with um who was that? Tessa. Tessa was on mm-hmm. with Mariah talking about their futures and stuff. But let's just start from what happened at the doctor with Chance. What What's your thoughts? Um, I didn't see that coming. Me either. <laughs> so, uh, it makes me wonder if when they were shooting that scene, did they're like, that the writers, the producers already know that they're getting rid of him and that was just an easier way to take him out of the the baby storyline. Because since he can't produce anyway, then he's going to be gone and, and the, the it'll be a perfect um, way to bring in a, um, a sperm donor for Abby because Chance isn't going to be around for a while for whatever reasons they decide to take him off of the show. Um, yeah. So... The, I just, I just don't, and I'm not buying, I know this isn't part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying the budget cut issue. It just doesn't make sense to me. Well, and the other thing is that but, the message out there is that they let four or five other people go. And I'm like, who is, was it? I don't see any other actors or actresses let go. You yeah. brought two more on, bring it, meaning Moses is coming into town. And then mm-hmm. we got Theo. And then Nina is supposed to be around for a while. So what are you talking about? Right. Yeah. So it just it just doesn't. And then if you if you're trying to cut the budget, there were, in my opinion, plenty of other characters that you probably could have gotten rid of. Like who? To to add up to who? Who you think that would have that would have made more sense with the to wrap up a storyline? Mm-hmm. And not that I don't want Sally there, but getting rid of her character would have made more sense um, with the way her storyline was going than abruptly getting rid of Chance. Really? Okay. Because, yeah, because I feel like they could have easily, they could have easily set that story as um, she freaked out over them going to LA and finding out the information that they found out about her, so she left town. That makes more sense than getting rid of Abby's husband in the middle of a baby story. Exactly, which and I know you know I'm going to touch on it again these are this is alleged we don't have any um, fact checks on this but apparently it seems that uh, from what you know has been posted on social media and things like that that it has something to do with um, homophobic slurs and you know racist remarks so I don't know if that's true guys I'm just saying what's floating out there. It's alleged, but that's what's being, you know, put out there to say why he, you know, his season ended abruptly. So 
it'll come out eventually what the actual truth is. Um, you know, uh, he did. What is his name? Uh-huh. His running, Dan- Danny Boaz. Yeah, I Danny Boaz. I find that highly interesting because um, I'll, I'll tell you about that later. I find that highly interesting. Um, but um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what what that's about because he put out a message about the fact that he. You know, he had a long, lengthy message. This is my last day, blah, 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 blah. And then somebody came out about a week later and said, oh, this is what happened. So we don't know here at CBS Soap Dish Recap. We don't know. We only talk about speculation. I don't want to project that, you know, in any way. But I know that it's out there. And a lot of people have seen it. So, um but the truth will eventually come out and, you know, we'll see what it, what it is and the, at the end of the day. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, but like you say, other than that, it doesn't make sense because like you said, it could have got rid of Sally if they, you know, but cutting budgets and then on the flip side, you bringing in more people. I mean, right. uh, I read that uh, what's her name is coming back for more episodes. Uh, Tosha, what is her name? Patosha, I forgot her last name, but that's the lady that is going to be playing Amanda's mom. So, yeah, oh, okay. so she's going to be. So I mean, to say that budget cuts, but you got all these people coming on the show. Moses, but you know, Nina, all bringing um, Theo back. Yeah, okay. So I'm gonna just leave that right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't buying it. I am not buying it. And not not to say that it was something like I, I don't know, like you said, if that accusation about him um using homophobic mm-hmm. remarks or whatever is yeah, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think it's it it's something other than budget cuts. Yeah. yeah. We don't know. And so I, you know, I don't want to go on the record and say, yeah, that's what happened. No, we don't know over right. here. So I'm just, you know, we're, mm-hmm. we're just speaking what we saw, you know, because the yeah. thing is, I will say being in this, even at this level, it's a form of media. We have to be careful of what we speak into audiences regarding cast members of this show, reality TV shows and things like that, because People can take a narrative, turn it, and it becomes vicious. And before you know, people get death threats. So, you know, that's why we try to keep it clean over here. We talk the soap storyline stuff that we hear, but that is it. So, okay. Um, Anywho, yeah, so he he finds out that he can't father a child but at the same time he's feeling some kind of way but he's not really giving up a lot of hope and that's the interesting part of this storyline too it seems like and you mentioned bringing in a donor Mm -hmm. um are they thinking about just having abby being that chances off the air abby just being um ivf'd and just carrying a child on her own and throughout, I guess, her rest of her storyline, maybe? Um, because it looked like they still trying to get Mariah to carry a child and she go get a donor, right? Yeah. That's interesting. 
I would just thought that they was like, you know what, he's off the grid. Maybe I just need to put this on the back burner until then, but I guess not. Yeah, I'm kind of. I, I wasn't expecting them to um, to move on with the good grief. Spencer likes. <laughs> expect- he wants to get on the call too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Spencer needs to go sit in the corner somewhere. <laughs> um, I, I I definitely wasn't expecting them to to keep on with that that storyline, especially because um, Chance said on his last day on there, he said something about how they told him that his condition isn't right. permanent and that it could possibly be reversed. So I'm like, oh, so they must be putting this on, on pause until they figure out what they're going to do with this Chance character. So I wasn't expecting like later on in that week for her and Mariah to still agree on going through with like a sperm yeah, donor that, that her still carrying the baby. That's pretty interesting. Unless they realize that they're not going to recast this character. Because it just say whatever the issue is. I mean, they recast him with uh, her own husband during the marriage. Mm-hmm. Why, I mean, I don't know what Justin Gaston has going on. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say, oh, you should, he should have brought him in. Because I've seen people saying that. You know, then why didn't they just bring Justin in? We don't know what Justin got going on. He might have a whole separate bunch right. of projects. Maybe that wasn't in their plan, him and, and um, Melissa, to do a long-term type of thing, you know. But um, maybe they could have found another recast for it to just to keep the storyline yeah. going if they don't want Danny Boaz or whatever reason to play this position. I don't know. Yeah, it's all. It's all. It, it was just so sudden, <laughs> and I guess the last day of it filming was. for him was December twenty fourth because a twenty sixth or twenty fourth one. It was right either the day before or the day after Christmas, but you know because they're always like seven weeks ahead with filming. Yeah. But um, yeah, he all. I guess he knew it was coming and I guess he decided to put it out last Friday because he figured, oh, yep, here's the episode where I'm out the door. <laughs> so, right. Um, but anywho, yeah, I just found it interesting that, like you said, later in the week they're saying, oh, yeah, well, you know what, we're still going to have you carry the baby and you get a donor. Okay. So, I don't know. That's going to be interesting. What you say? Can't wait to see how this is. Yeah, I, I, I guess real with those mm-hmm. two, I haven't really, I've never really been a fan of their relationship to begin with because they just, I just found them super obnoxious for some I reason. I actually found that he and had more chemistry with Phyllis. I think it's him that okay. I didn't I, like. I like the chance that they had mm-hmm. before him, and I just for some reason. He just didn't seem like a chance character okay. to me. And I don't know what it is. Okay. So I wasn't really heartbroken when um, I found out that he wasn't going to be on the show anymore. And I actually enjoyed it when her husband was, I liked it more when she was um, playing opposite of okay. her husband. Yeah. Because honestly. the chemistry was natural. It's her husband. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, pro- that's yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, some, I mean, I, I, I follow, do you follow her on Instagram? 
Um, I don't follow her. Every once in a while, I'll I'll look at her page just because I follow. Um, uh, what is his name? What's Devon's Brighton. name? Brighton, Brighton James, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I follow him, and I follow um, Jackie, oh. Crystal, Crystal Khalil. Mm-hmm. I follow both of them. And every once in a while, I like it's you know here mm-hmm. and there. I'll see like her comment under their pictures or whatever, and I'm, I might go to her page oh, that okay. way. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I do follow her, and, I mean, with their interaction with each other and the two girls that they have, it's just, I mean... <laughs> and so when they brought him on during the wedding, I'm like, okay, cool, because the natural chemistry is going to come through because they're actually married. It would have been nice for yeah. him to stick around, but you know, I think he was originally out meaning Danny Boaz from what we heard allegedly COVID and then came back and then here we go. He's gone again. So I don't know. I, it's, I just want to see how this is going to unfold and how the writers are going to redirect this with now Abby being probably a, a single mother, you know, without a chance, mm-hmm. you know, her husband being out on special duties or whatever because then that was the other thing the next day she come home looking for him he's not around and then she get a message from Christine Nina shows up at the house and you know Christine is like oh he's off on assignment he's out there being a hero saving the world so yeah yeah that was kind of I felt like that was corny (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the last time I don't I know seen, why. Um, just... <laughs> last time I seen uh, Christine, which what is her real name? I know she's a Bell. She's part of the Bell family, but it was on Lifetime. She's always on Lifetime movies or Element. So, um, yeah, you hardly ever catch cricket lately on Young and the Restless, unless there's something going on. And in this case. She was the bridge to get the Chance character off the show. So, yeah. um, okay. Did you have anything else with that storyline? No, I don't think so. All right. So let's move over to because there's um, hmm, we got Victoria, Billy, Lily, and then we also have Devon, Elena, Nate. Which one you want? Uh, let's do Devon and Elena. Okay. So Elena and Devon did sleep with each other. They got up the next morning and, and said, you know what, as as far as I know, this is it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I was actually, I felt like, uh, did you feel like De- Devon was a little more like like he wanted to actually talk about it, and Elena was like, "No, nah, I'm good. I'm, I gotta go." <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't, I don't even understand why they. Why did you? Okay, so all right, you break up with. Well, you sleep with Nate for knee jerk reactions, mm-hmm. and then you, Nate get his hand slashed over this. Then, and that's partly Nate's fault. You know, I'm not going to absolve him of that because you were active participant in the affair or the cheating. Um, Then they date for a while. She's not ready to move on, move on. 
again, she thinks when she saw Amanda and Devon, oh, yeah, let's go upstairs and sleep together. So you knee-jerk reaction, sleep with Nate. Mm -hmm. And then you get stuck in a snowstorm. You find out from Devon, oh, no, I was just talking to Amanda about the fact that she found her mama, her real mother. Oh. Oh, okay. (laughs) And then... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then you get happen to get stuck at Devon's house in the snowstorm. Y'all, he wants to know why did you sleep with him? You know, what led up to that point? Was it all about Jared? And no, you were part of the problem, Devon, because you were just being all up in Amanda's business. So that's why I slept with Nate. And then y'all end up sleeping mm-hmm. together. And then you're like, oh, okay, that's it. I'm good. <laughs> Did I sum that up or did I leave anything out? <laughs> no, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Elena is she is a mess. Oh my god. It's she does things on her okay, in her head, if she feeling some kind of way about something, she goes and do the opposite to try to make herself feel better. That's what happened when mm-hmm. she thought that Devon and Elena, I mean Devon and uh, Amanda were sleeping with each other. Boom. Let me go Mm -hmm. to the clinic and sleep with Nate. Then she turned around. Nate was trying to get with her several times. Let's go. Let's do this. Saw him at uh, the Grand Phoenix talking to Amanda. Oh yeah, let's go upstairs. It's like, girl. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, she she makes all her decisions emotionally, mm-hmm. and she doesn't nope. think. Nope. And look what she didn't got herself into. So, where now. do you think they're going with this? Do you think this is she going to get pregnant because they're making them just walk away from each other after all of this? Um, I don't. I hope it's not a pregnancy storyline. I my my prediction is. Of course, it's going to come out because, you know, stuff like this is never kept a secret mm-hmm. forever. Um, and I think I think her and Nate will end up working it out. But I think it's going to put an even bigger splinter in Nate's relationship with Devon because he's not going to look at it as this is my karma. He's going to look at it as, oh, you were just revenge you did or this something. for payback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna look at it that way. And I think, I wonder if it'll affect um, the whole mentorship thing that he's supposed to be doing with Moses. I, I mean, the thing is, is how is this going to come out? So, you know, now because you know she realizes, eh, okay, I'm just going to just stick it out with Nate. She's trying to plan trips with this dude. He looking like, what mm-hmm. the heck is going on? Because she went from not really wanting to do anything to now sleeping with me to now want, I tried to get her to go out of town for the last few days. She wasn't even sold on that. And now you're ready to go out of town. You know, mm-hmm. so in Nate's mind, it's like, what really is going on? <laughs> I think she's going to end up uh, breaking like she did with Divine. And I, so the, here's the other mm-hmm. thing that I think is I don't think Devon is going to keep this from Amanda. Even though even though he doesn't, he technically doesn't have to tell Amanda anything because they're not technically dating right now. They haven't officially started dating. I mean, I know that that's what he was trying to work towards, mm-hmm. but 
Amanda keeps you pushing know, them off, pushing it back and, and pushing them off. So he really doesn't have to say anything to her about it. But I think the way Devon is, is that he he's I think he's going to feel like the right thing to do is to be up front with her, possibly. And he might possibly tell Amanda and just ask Amanda to, to not say anything to Nate mm-hmm. because that's going to be Elena's choice on whether or not she wants to tell him. Gotcha. So I don't. I mean, I'm not, I don't know if that's going to happen for real, but that's just what I see. Yeah, it's you know, um, I don't know. It's like if you again, writers, if you needed romance on the screen, you should have just kept them together. Because I mean, part of a soap opera, as we can remember as far back as we can go, yes, is the drama, but the other thing is the romance. And so, because of again of COVID. Um, people can't just, you know, because by now, just say we weren't in a pandemic. Lily and Billy, we would have had a sex scene with them. We probably would have had a sex scene with Chance and the, the old Chance and uh, I should say the new original Chance and um, Abby. But because of that, the only viable sources, because they actually couples outside of the show again, is Brighton and Brittany. So if you want to have romance on the show, I guess, I don't know, maybe it's their way of saying we don't want to just throw them into we don't know how long this pandemic is going to last. We don't want to just throw them into a storyline that's got to last for six, seven months or even a year. Let's switch it up, make it dramatic and still put them back in the same orbit. Maybe that's what they're thinking. What do you think? I don't want to see it. You don't see it. I don't want to see it. Oh, what you say? You don't want to. You don't want to see them, or you don't want to see what? You like uh, you talking about trying to put Elena and Devon back in the same? Well, the, to keep that from happening, that's what they're doing by making it a, a, a cheating, dramatic type of thing. Because oh, they don't. Gotcha. I mean, you got to have some type of romance on these shows that's what soap operas usually are part of and so we don't know how long because this of course this pandemic has been going on here for almost a year now i guess they didn't want to keep mm-hmm. the same keep them in a storyline for a year because people get bored of it mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i don't yeah. know but um i just need them to move i i you know how much against it I was at first like when they first started it seemed like they were going to put Amanda and Devon uh-huh. together but I really like Amanda now so I, I kind of I want to see them together now so I hope that they don't backslide him to Elena yeah, well again we'll see and then who's to say that if he does move on with Amanda and Elena's a part of her still likes the bond i mean she can act if she happened to see them progressing and doing well like what victoria is seeing with billy and lily she could try to throw Mm -hmm. a monkey wrench in there and say you know you think you got it going on he just slept with me before he got with you Ooh, (laughs) i hope she you, I don't think I don't think Elena is that. Who knows? I mean, if like they write her to be petty, I mean, she's an emotional thinker. Yeah. That's true. And she if he started lavishing uh, Amanda and doing all these things and traveling the world, and 
you know, Elena's looking like, dang, you didn't do that all that for me? Oh, let me go over here and kind of shake things up a bit. But that's the that's the thing though with Devon is that he did do that stuff for her. Like he treated Elena well. Right, but I'm just saying they were going trips and stuff. You know, I mean they could, you know, just like they doing with Billy. Because I mean, yeah, yeah, they can overemphasize the differences where it really affects your ex. You know, they was like, dang, they look so happy. You know what I mean? I, I think that's part of the that's part of the reason and you know, petty reasons for me. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason why I really want them to put um Amanda yeah. and Devon together is mm-hmm. because I want Elena's feelings to be hurt because of what she did to Devon and also because of how her and Nate are acting after the fact. Just like the just little things like when they were at the coffee mm-hmm. house and um Nate was leaving, and when he sees Devon, he's like, "Hey, I just got finished having breakfast with Elena." Mm-hmm. And Devon is like, "Okay, thanks for telling me that." And it's like, what was your point in bringing that mm-hmm. up? Like, why? Why did you feel the need to come out there and say, "I just got finished having breakfast with your ex"? Mm-hmm. Uh, not he didn't say your ex, but he's you know mm-hmm. you know what I mean. I just feel like I I feel like Nate is being petty. Like I feel like he's trying to remind Devon I got your woman now mm-hmm. kind of thing when he says little stuff like that and I just I can't I, I cannot stand him right now so I'm I'm almost hoping I want it to come out but I want it to come out in a way that Amanda won't be hurt upset at mm-hmm. Devon yeah yeah well it definitely can go down that way the way that this is going I just Nate is the one that's going to end out with the short end of the stick at the end of the day. He deserves it. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's <laughs> going to be the one that ends up on the on the on the bottom end of this thing because yep. You know, and the other thing is that's why you can't push people to feel some kind of way about you. You got to let right. them reveal what they truly want to do. And Nate kept pushing this. He he thought with this girl sleeping with him that she was really into him. And she really wasn't. It was just a knee-jerk reaction to what she thought was mm-hmm. going on with Devon and Amanda. And for him to push this into want to be in a relationship. And he knew, based on her actions, that she was still hung up on Devon. Right. So you putting all your eggs in one basket on a person that you know is halfway foot in, halfway out the door. Yep. You know, what usually happens is that you end up on the, <laughs> with the short end of the stick because that person wasn't really there in the first place. Yeah, and it's not like she's hiding right. it. Right, she's like not she's, hiding it. She's been clear about it. Yeah, she's clear about it. And then she gives this hot and cold behavior like, well, I don't know if I want. I'm still kind of, uh, and then the next day, let's go sleep with each other or let's go out of town. You, right. That's the worst thing that you could do is be with a person. If they tell you straight up, I don't sure that I'm 100% into you or whatever, you need to listen to that instead of mm-hmm. pushing the issue to say, well, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to make them be in a relationship yeah. with me. Why don't you want to be with me? Because they don't. And they don't have to. Right. You just have to move on. So yeah. the way that they're playing this, and I'm sorry, I think I'm kind of crossing over into another show. I won't say what that is. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
let me get back over here because it similarly applies. Um, the thing mm-hmm. is, is that uh, she, I mean, yeah, she she's never been 100% on Nate. And Nate knows it. So whatever happens now that he has, she has officially cheated on you now, when Mm -hmm. that comes out, you're going to have to eat that crow. (laughs) You got to eat crow. Yeah. And I cannot wait. Yeah. So (laughs) as they say, good luck with that one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay. So do we have anything else on that storyline? No, I think I'm good. On okay, that. so this other one that was really crazy, and I know me and you, we have back and forth on this thing here with Victoria, Billy, mm-hmm. and Lily. Yeah. So, um, Lily, well, I guess we start off early in the week because, well, okay, what what episode was this last week when when Lily was playing with them kids, or was it this week? That was last week. That was week. last week, but it filtered over yep. into this week. Okay, yeah. I got you. So what I'm gonna let you go first. What are your thoughts? Because I think she was being manipulative mm-hmm. by the whole thing that she was doing with making it look like a beautiful family event and then the next day I don't want you to be bothered with these kids. She, that's exactly what she was mm-hmm. doing. She has been, she's been manipulative through this whole, like the past two or three weeks um, with this whole storyline mm-hmm. where she has done things to make it to where they end up, where it's her and Billy that end up with the kids together. Like you said, trying to make it this whole family mm-hmm. moment. Um, and then it kind of backfires her on a way, in a way that her feelings are hurt because she knows that her and Billy aren't, they're not together. Mm-hmm. So when Billy leaves, Billy goes to see his, you know, his right. woman and she don't like that. And that's why she had that, that flip this week where she, which I didn't, I didn't disagree with her telling him, um, we need to go back to our routine the way it was before. You know, I, we can't, we can't have you popping up at the house and, hanging out at the house like we're a family because we're not and it'll be confusing to the kids so I don't really blame her for saying that I just think that it was more because and she admitted it she's jealous she's jealous of his relationship with Lily she is jealous that Lily seemed to be um, getting along with her kids it bothered her and that's why she had that that whole um, you need to basically back off of coming over here and, and hanging out with us because we're not really a family. So that part of it, I agree with her on. But we see at the end of the week, after she has that conversation with him about how she thinks Lily needs to spend less time with the kids or shouldn't be around the kids right now because um, the way that they're presenting their relationship is as co-workers and it'll be confusing to them when they start realizing that they're actually dating she does she does another little manipulative trick to where she knows that billy is coming to pick the kids up and she cancels her her meetings and her appointments because in her mind when billy gets there she's probably going to try to suggest some some type of or she knows that her kids are probably going to ask if they can all do something together yep 
so she so while she I feel like she started out um trying to do the right thing when it came to her kids and her relationship with Billy and recognizing that he's moved on and she just went right back to trying to manipulate another little situation where it's going to end up being family time with Billy. So she knows she doing. Yeah. Now there's that one part that you said about her staying away, you know, um, not confusing the kids in theory, that's what's exactly supposed to happen. I just think she used that sound bait as a way because what she said on paper is perfect. But I, Mm -hmm. you know, I honestly think she used this as a way knowing that it was going to because Billy is this pro pro dad on this show. He's one of the characters who you've seen always rallying for his kids. And so she know how important it is for him to be in his kid's life. So Mm -hmm. instead of using that statement for good, I honestly think that she used that statement as a way to manipulate his emotions to feel some kind of way. Like, wait a minute. What do you mean I can't see my kids? We had a great time, which is why it prompted, which is why it prompted him asking her and texting her, you know, hey, are we okay? What's wrong? Talk to me. And then she looking like, see, I got you right where I want you. It's what that's that's when I was texting you saying it was a bait and switch. So Mm -hmm. I make it's it's almost like it's a it's it's a very commonly used manipulative tool when it comes with toxic people. So and I'm not saying she's toxic, but a lot of people that play stuff like this, she's toxic in character. (laughs) But obviously Amelia's good actress. Yeah. But um what they do is you can have a great time, you're, you know, you feel in the feeling of it, the chemistry, the connection, the kids, everything is going great, you vibing, and then they turn around and snatch that away from you. You're going to be, mm-hmm. you want that, most people want positive feelings, they want that back. So what she did was, it's like, okay, you know what, we had a great time yesterday, let me just pull the rug from up under him right quick. And so now it mm-hmm. pulls him into her because again like we saw he almost lied to Lily about who was on his phone yeah he did and so it it worked it worked like a charm so and I'm glad he said wait 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 nope I'm going to go back and tell Lily I'm sorry that wasn't a meeting that was Victoria to me Lily should need to keep a an eye open on that because he was just that tempted to lie to you about who he was talking to uh, with his ex-wife, you know, mm-hmm. because he was, she was, I mean, he was definitely trying to figure out, well, what's wrong? What's going on? Are we okay? And she looking like, yep, hook, line, and sinker. Got him. Yeah. And so then yeah. she even upped the ante by saying, and all this is, it doesn't, I won't say it doesn't have anything to do with the kids, but what it does have to do with her Billy proving how deep he is into Lily. So she turns around and tells him, I only think you should have these kids unless y'all completely and deeply serious, which prompted Billy to say, you know what? To Lily, you the one. So I'm like, dang, are you going to get married? On... <laughs> that, and and that backfired. backfired and that's where it come in where you said, 
it backfired because what's going to happen is now it it actually puts Billy in the crosshairs to say, am I serious with Lily or not? And he pulled the or he pulled, I am serious. So now she's going to realize that. Um, I don't know if they because I haven't seen Monday's episode or whatever's coming up for February. Valentine's Day is next week. So I don't know what the Valentine's special is going to be or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't mm-hmm. be a bit surprised that she's going to get egg on her face when who knows Billy may propose. Because now he said, I got to draw a line in the sand. I need to be a part of my kid's life. And the only way that I can join forces with all this together is to prove who I'm serious about. And he said that to Lily and Lily looking like, are you serious? <laughs> yep. Yeah. She thought she was slick. Yeah. And I, so I, what I think is going to happen is when this little trick that she's trying mm-hmm. to pull, she cancel her meeting because Amelia told her that um, he's coming by himself. He's coming by mm-hmm. himself. I think he's going to bring Lily with him. And then he's going to, that's, that's how she's going to figure out, like, you, you said that you didn't want her around the kids until I knew this was serious. Yes. You made me realize this was serious. I'm here for it. Me too. I'm here for it. (laughs) Me too. I can't wait. Because you didn't sit up here and you didn't play games and you didn't play tricks. The problem is you shouldn't have listened to your daddy. Yep. You could have had this man a long time ago. But no, exactly. And she even, like I said, uh, was it this week or last week? She realized, no, that this was week. this week because I think I was texting mm-hmm. you. She said it to Nikki. She said to Nikki, yes, yeah, she said to her mama. She realized that that her father didn't tell her the whole truth. Yep. You know, and then Nikki, and Nikki was, was trying to convince her. Yep. Yeah, talking about he still he he hasn't changed or whatever it was exactly. She was saying to her. Nothing's changed with him. I don't know. Yep. And I'm sitting up there like Nikki, stop. <laughs> and I'm and it kind of get uh, um Victoria kind of put it back in her mama's face, like, oh, like what you and dad do, y'all keep going back and forth with each other. You trying to tell me not to go back with with Billy? Right, girl. Mm-mm. Now I will give I'll give uh Victoria a point for that one. Yeah. Yeah, she had a good point with it. Because <laughs> <laughs> Nikki definitely is the last person that needs to be talking about a back and forth relationship with some... and somebody not changing. Exactly. Victor has been Victor from day one and you keep going back. And mm-hmm. then she got the nerve to say, oh, I feel some kind of way about Billy. You're going to talk about how horrible he is and you need to stay away from him. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let me, because we talked briefly about this and um, the whole Lily trying to play nice girlfriend. Do you think mm-hmm. that this is a good move on her part and just letting it play out? Because it looks like she's just sitting back letting this whole thing play out and see what happens. Um, so I think right now, I think I think right now it, it is. Okay. Because Victoria hasn't done anything really directly to her mm-hmm. or anything directly to try to come between them. Okay. Um, but I think until that happens, 
I don't think there's anything wrong with her sitting back and just kind of playing it nice or um, observing. I, I feel like she's kind of observing right now. Because it's interesting when Billy asks, because in the facial response, you know the facial reactions that Lily give because she had a conversation both with Billy and she also had one separately with Amanda and Mm -hmm. the conversation she had with Billy Billy was like I don't understand her she seems hot and cold meaning Victoria which Mm -hmm. is typical of a manipulator Um, she seems hot and cold and I don't understand what's going on and and, uh, Lily was like well what do you think it is? I don't know. Can you tell me? And Lily paused and looked at him as if to say, you know what this is. I know what this is, but I just won't say mm-hmm. anything. And I'm like, Lily, right. would you tell him? This is your dude. But she's trying to stay out of it. I guess you don't want to be in the middle of it. And then Amanda yeah. had a conversation with her um, about her, you know, tell me more about Billy. You spent a lot of time. And she was like, oh, I'll we were really good friends. We confided in each other. What do you, and she, you know, what do you think why Victoria's acting the way she is? And, you know, Amanda asked her and she just, it's like she knows, but she just won't mm-hmm. say anything. Yeah. So, I, at first I was, I remember last week I was annoyed because like you said, Lily is playing too nice. Uh-huh. Um, but this week, and after thinking about it, like I like I was saying a little bit ago, I can understand her wanting to stay out of it right now because Victoria hasn't, you know, done anything that's like overly, like really getting in their business. And I maybe she's thinking, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that person that constantly has something negative to say about, um, about your ex mm-hmm. and the, the mother of your children. I'm just gonna wait and when she does something like for real that that seriously bothers me or seriously hurts mm-hmm. like trying to come between us then i'm going to say something because because i feel like if she tries to with everything if she tries to like bring it up to billy every single time she feels like victoria is being manipulative mm-hmm. or billy doesn't understand like why she is being the way she's being then it's just going to turn into white noise and Billy's going to start looking at it as if she's either insecure, jealous of Victoria yeah, or insecure mm-hmm. um, about his uh, parenting relationship or his relationship with Victoria in general. And it's going to start to get on his nerves and it's going to affect their relationship. So maybe she's like being strategic and just waiting for the right moment to, to call her out. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to overdo it. Here's the thing. I think, and I know this is with soaps. Um, sometimes at work, especially if the guy or girl, because it can go either way, that the person is with is really into building a relationship with the person that they're with. Um, where it don't work is when people are easily influenced. And so I think that's what she's trying to, because I I was like you last week, like, why are you just, you know? But when you think about it, she needs to know where this man stands. And by jumping in his face all the time, saying, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Mm 
it tends to either can push the person away or it's going to um, make you look insecure. Where her right. letting this sit back and watch, because the, the thing is, truth is going to come out, whether we're solid or whether you're going to be in, easily influenced by your, by your ex and you're just going to float right out the door or get caught up in something, it's going to manifest itself. So in this yeah. particular case, it looks like it's working in her favor to say, okay, this man is really knowing where he wants to be and it's with me. So, I mean, some people, it depends on who you're with. I know a lot of folks, you know, don't agree with that method because it's like, why are you not standing up for your relationship? But other people are looking at it like, you know what, I'm going to give you the rope to hang yourself or whatever. Or mm-hmm. saying, I'm going to give you leeway um, to do what you're going to do. And if you get caught up, I'm out the door. You just showed who you really were. So. Yeah, I agree with yeah. that. So, okay. Um, did we was that it with that storyline? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so what else? Um, what else happened this week? There was a little bit with Sally. Oh yeah, and all them. Okay, popping up. Oh yeah, why? How can we forget about that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so um, in regards to summer, summer is, I mean, they're trying to get her to take the high road. You, She knows that you know. Sally is scared. Leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Why blow up her business or life or whatever? Um, with whatever you have on her, she's not actively bothering you at this point, which she isn't. You know, it's not like she's still trying to go after his job. Now, the thing is, because Summer keep pushing the issue, like Kyle said, you know what she's capable of. If I was you, I wouldn't keep poking. And she keep poking. Right. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that? Um, it reminds me of when uh, when what's her oh. name when mm-hmm. Quinn and uh, her bestie Shana? set up that whole little thing with Shauna mm-hmm. yeah when they set up that whole little marriage scam with mm-hmm. Ridge and Quinn kept poking at, at Brooke like gloating about the fact that they were married even though she knows that the marriage was um even though she knows that she did that she schemed that whole mm-hmm. thing up but she kept bringing it up and throwing it in, in Brooke's face and it ended up backfiring on her in the end in this case though I know that there isn't anything that Summer Summer didn't do anything sneaky she just went and found out the dirt on Sally but I feel like if she keeps poking at her with it at some point it's going to end up backfiring on her in some kind of way and blowing up in her mm-hmm. face and making her look stupid. So I, I agree with Kyle, what Kyle has said to her and what her mama said to her. She just needs to drop it. Sally knows that she knows there's no reason for her to keep, you know, uh, bringing up little, 
making little comments about the Spencers and L.A. and stuff like that and Sally's presence. She's doing it because she wants to see her squirm. Mm-hmm. It's like, just let it go. She are, she knows yeah. what you know. There's there's no need to, to, keep, to keep throwing it in mm-hmm. her face. Now, if the business thing, on the other hand, you know, if, if she's got legit business going on with um, the Spencers, fine. But again, you don't have to, just like she did in that scene with Lauren when they were at Society, she was, she was rubbing it, rubbing it mm-hmm. in Sally's face that the Spencers were right. coming to town. Like she was clear, clearly being antagonistic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's just like, let it, let it well, go. It's, it's about, <laughs> to, oh my gosh. It's about to blow. <laughs> With Theo, Sorry. Theo calls and say, hey, I got some tea. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you don't want to miss this. And so I'm glad that they kind of piecemealed it. When he came into town, he sat out with with Sally. And it's like, hey, he slept with this rich guy's wife. And, you know, mm-hmm. Sally was like, okay, and? Right. But this guy is also after him because he's some type of, I don't know, I guess he would be a vigilante or something that would come after him. And so she was like, yeah, that's pretty interesting, but what else you got? Theo, like, I got DNA, too. She was like, what do you mean DNA? Oh, he got a kid. (laughs) (laughs) Girl, when that that came on on Friday, and I'm, because I didn't know what he was going to come back with. I didn't. Did you? Did you see anything? I didn't. I didn't see that. You saw other stuff, and I, I feel like, yeah, I, I thought it was going to be something, but, some kind of uh, le- legal type mm-hmm. of, because hers is a legal issue. Right. So I, I thought it was going to be something like that. Like Kyle did something stupid when he was in New York that, you know, he uh, business wise, or he broke a law, or something like mm-hmm. that, or some kind of corporate. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was going to be something like that. I didn't think it was going to be like he's got some kind of personal um, mishap that happened and got somebody pregnant. So I don't know. I guess my opinion of that is if she if she goes the route of using Kyle's affair, then that just shows that she is trying to she's just trying to hurt um summer personally not business wise you're just trying to ruin summer's personal relationship with that information which i don't know to me i think is i think that's beyond petty you still there Okay, can you hear me now? Yep, I can hear you. Okay, sorry about that, guys. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty, but we're back. So, um, I did hear everything that you said. I guess you couldn't hear me. Um, mm-hmm. But it makes it equally devastating. And, 
yes, it's destructive in business. And even Theo know what happened. So obviously it's out there, whatever it is. It's just obviously um, Lauren didn't do her due diligence. But when you got somebody that's after you, you because whoever this guy is, if he found out that that kid is not his son, Mm-hmm. And that his his wife had an affair, and that he wants to come after Kyle. The other thing is, Jack and all of them, they got a grandchild out there. Mm-hmm. It makes the mom, she hit it, to say, I don't want nobody to know that this is not the dude that I'm with, son, that it's actually belonged to Kyle Abbott. That thing can blow up crazy. I mean... Sally got some stuff that could blow up, but that right there, that's a doozy. I don't really see that as a doozy. I don't, I mean, yeah, you got, you have a kid out there that you didn't know about. I see Sally's issue as more of a doozy. You you kidnapped somebody and held them hostage for however many days. Um. And you also falsified medical records and make people think that you were dying. And so, in my opinion, what she did is far more of a doozy than Kyle having an affair with a married woman and getting her pregnant. And to me, if she if she uses that, um, especially if she knows that the guy is looking for Kyle and she first of all, Kyle is an, is an avid. So how does, how can this guy not be able to find Kyle? Well, the problem is, is that the woman hid who the real father is. And so that's why they bring in a dramatic effect with this storyline. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you know, in legal, yeah. I mean, because there's a lot of HIPAA violations on where hit, where, um, when it comes to um, Sally and that situation that happened on Bold, um, especially with the physician who falsified the records, there's a HIPAA violation, there's kidnapping, assault, all of those things. On the dramatic soap script part of it, it's more of a doozy on that side because this can blow up families. Mm-hmm. So, and I see where they're going with this thing because, yeah, they could definitely use that and put her in the jail. Sally's off the show. But being that Sally is not going anywhere anytime soon, they're going to use the dramatic effect of what they're doing with this Kyle storyline that could blow up families on a personal level. So, mm-hmm. when I meant as a doozy in regards to the soap script, that's mm-hmm. what I'm talking about. Because Sally's not going anywhere anytime soon. She has a contract, I think, for another year or two. Mm-hmm. So she's going to be here. Um, now, will Bill Spencer come into town and maybe get in her face? Maybe even blow up some stuff. But Jack is in her corner. Jack can <coughs> easily say people made mistakes. I made mistakes. Bill, you definitely made mistakes. You almost yeah. threw somebody off the side of a cliff. So... Mm-hmm. They can definitely play that down, but to re- to introduce this new storyline with this kid is pretty huge, especially when, you know, Kyle was always trying to make Theo look bad for being this wild, crazy person when you got stuff in your own backyard. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was... But in what was... Yeah, so, but it makes me wonder, like, in what way is she... 
the only thing that Sally could do that would help her is by going and telling Kyle, I know about what you did. Mm-hmm. So, so then how does that help her? It gets, because she's, it gets she's Kyle so, to get someone to back off. So if he knows that, you know what, I know what you did with this rich man's wife. He even, you even got a kid out there. But does Summer know about that? And if he's like, oh, snap. No, I didn't tell her. I wasn't honest. Blah, blah, blah. That's he, going to either have him to say, you know what? For our best interest, you need just just lay off of Sally. Or we don't know what direction that they're going to go. Because he, he might get out ahead of this and say, Summer, is something I got to tell you. And Sally found out about this too. He probably she want this information out. He's probably not gonna have a choice but to tell Summer because he's already been trying to get Summer to back off of Sally, and Correct. she's not doing it. So if he goes harder on, I need you to stop. Summer's gonna wonder why. Like why? Why are you so passionate about me backing off of her? And he's gonna either he's gonna have to tell her. Hmm. So now what that to me, it's like his relationship with Summer is what is at most um, uh, in the most peril with this information. Like he he stands a chance at losing her because she finds out that he has a kid out there. Yeah. Business wise, I don't think it affects anything. I mean, so it still doesn't help Sally. Yeah, I mean, it all, all it does is get the two of them off of each other. So, I mean, the other thing is is that if she decides to stick by her man and say, you know what, we'll get through this, just whatever. I don't know how they're going to go with this. Yeah. Do she want this to get out? Because now if they get through it on the relationship aspect of it, there's still his head is out there on a the platter. So, do you want this to get out? No, then you need to back off, off of Sally. So, I don't know. I, I feel like they could have come up with something better. <laughs> <laughs> this just seems like a, a it. It seems like a weak, really attempt to me. Yeah, because I, I, I don't, because this hilarious. is more of a. I mean, it'll it's it'll be of course drama on the side of his relationship, but mm-hmm. I just don't see where, like, so what if it comes out that you've got a kid out there? What nowadays what big name celebrities you know businessmen whatever how does them having an illegitimate child how has it ever affected a company uh, well I the re- and I think the reason that they brought that the, the, the whoever this guy is is I guess somebody that will come after whatever so um, they threw that in there for a reason it wasn't a basic cheating affair where he just slept with some woman, got her pregnant, mm-hmm. and didn't know about it. They threw that other aspect that this her husband is somebody extremely important, or he is a. a I, I gotta go back and look at that. Of who this guy is, I don't know if he's a leader of a country or an empire or something, but it's something about him that, of course, they wanted the audience to know. So it wasn't just some random person that he you know just had a, you know mm-hmm. had an affair with and got her pregnant so 
I'm wondering where they're going to go with that. Is this guy somebody that can turn Abbott upside down? Is mm-hmm. it something that can threaten the Abbott family? It's something about this that is uh, why they threw all of that extra information in about who her husband was. Mm-hmm. That's what so I'm then, uh, So then the way I think about it is they find out Sally was the one that fed this guy all this information if he tries to go after Jabot in some kind of way and they find out Sally was the one that, not to say that Kyle is excused from it because the whole reason would be because Kyle had an affair with this guy's wife. But at the same time that they find out Sally is behind um, this man finding out it was Kyle, then again, it backfires on her because you led this man to our, to this, to this information. And now he's after our company because of you. Yeah, when he had no clue, when no no one had a clue that Kyle was the one that that this lady had an affair with, and she was trying to, you know, trying to keep it from her husband herself. Yeah, I'm curious about how they're gonna let this play out. I want to see where this go, um, yeah. and how the writers are going to take this whole fight with the information on both sides with Sally in L.A., Bill Spencer coming to town with the Spencers. And now this whole situation with Theo bringing this information about him fathering a child with this married woman and her husband or whatever. I'm curious to see what the writers, how how they're going to do this storyline. So, I mean, right now all we're doing is speculating. Yeah. And um, we might be totally shocked. Maybe they're going to go somewhere else with this. I don't know. But You know, it would have been so much more entertaining in my opinion is if they had Sally, like like we had been, um, we said several times before, if they had Sally working with uh, Chelsea and Chloe on that side of yeah, on that side I of things with, with fashion, mm-hmm. and then with JCV and um, Summer being the head of JCV, that would have been a really, in my opinion, a really good storyline because they could have made it a competition mm-hmm. business wise. And if they wanted to create some type of romantic sexual drama with mm-hmm. Sally working over at Chelsea 2.0, who's to say she wouldn't try to go after Adam? Oh, yeah. Or I just mean, have because honestly, Kyle. her and Adam would have on-screen chemistry. Yeah. Yes, they would. I think they would be they'd be a really good couple in my opinion. Yeah. I honestly think like you just, that's a good point. They could have really took Sally in a totally different direction. Yeah. Because I didn't understand granted, you know, yes, she's a designer. She went through all this stuff in LA when they crossed her over to the young and the restless. Why stick her as an administrative assistant to Lauren when you could easily reinvented her character by bringing her over to Chelsea and Chloe, built a whole because both of them are designers. All three, yep. well, I know Chelsea and Sally are designers, and Chloe is the business piece of this thing. They could have definitely created a whole competition with this. Yeah, I agree. You know, had a great fashion show, and in the meantime, you know, Sally's hanging over at the house a lot and Adam and her is like, he's seeing her is like, who is this person? She looking like, oh man, 
who knows? They could have really got creative with that thing. Yeah. And get I feel him like they dropped the ball. Orbit. What'd you say? I feel like they dropped the ball when they brought um, the way they brought Sally onto the show. Like they could have. I feel like they could have done so much more with her character. And I just hate that they brought her back. They brought her on there and put her back at that that sneaky. Let me cook up a scheme to to do something underhanded to somebody type of personality I also that they got her away from at bold. I honestly also think in the romance department they should have kept Theo on and put them two together. Yeah. I mean, even if they didn't do the Chelsea thing, if they actually got chemistry too. Who? Chelsea and... Uh, no, Sally and, and Theo. Oh, Theo, yeah. You know, they could have went so many different ways with Sally, but this is what we got. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Did you have anything else on them? Um, oh, one more small, tiny thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to push Jack and her into this romance or something? Lord, I hope not. It shows, see, I don't know what they're making it. They Well, they're hinting. Or maybe it's just our reactions to what we're seeing. But they're hinting of something building between Jack and her. Yeah, they are. And I just don't see it. <laughs> it's just, just they don't work for me. Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean, if he's just going to be an ally for her, then okay, fine. You know, being nice. But it, trying to put them two in a relationship, I don't I, I don't, yeah, I don't get it, so. Yeah, there's, like, absolutely, in my opinion, no chemistry. Um, and I know what they're trying, I feel like they're trying to force it, and it's like there's no chemistry there between them. I just don't, I don't see it. Mm-mm, me either. So. Okay. Anything else on any of, did we miss anything? Did we get it, you know, we cover everything for Young? Yeah. Okay. All right, so let's switch over to the bold and the beautiful mm-hmm. uh, for February 1st through 5th. Mm-hmm. And we have the same two storylines. We got the whole thing with a hope and, and, and something happened that everybody, something didn't happen that everybody was expecting to happen. So we'll get to that too, because everybody was waiting for it and they dropped the ball on that. I I think I know what you're talking about. Okay. So, um, which one you want to take on? You want to take on Zoe, that, and Carter, or do you want to take on the uh, Steffi storyline? Let's do Zoe and Carter. Okay. So, (laughs) me and you had a conversation (laughs) this week. Mm-hmm. about Ridge and how he's a hypocrite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I um Ridge to me okay, uh we'll get there I guess. So apparently we all know Ridge told Carter and of course Carter was struggling cuz he was like you punking me. Yeah. Don't play with me. You joking? She loves me. We just set a wedding date last night. And Ridge was like, no, nah, I ain't playing with you. It's for real. Something going on with them. 
she's not who you think she is, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Um, he leaves, Carter confronts Zoe, and Zoe is pleading for her her life. Oh, no, please, you know, I love you. You know, I, I'm not with Zenday, blah, 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 blah. Well, nothing happened. We just got caught up in conversation and trying to figure out everything happened so fast with us and all of that. Let's mm-hmm. just start right there. What are your thoughts on that? Can we, so before before we go, before we talk about that part of it, can we just talk about how how suddenly Zoe switched in her opinion of her relationship with um, Carter and how she feels about him. (laughs) I found it hilarious on Monday when she showed up at the office talking about let's plan this wedding. And she's, she's got flowers picked out and, you know, looking at pictures of, of, uh, I think those were pictures of flowers or something that she was showing Carter and talking about, her dress or whatever else she had to talk about with it. I mean, just total, just totally flipped because she knew she was in trouble. And it just floors me that she thought somehow Ridge was not going to say anything to Carter. Like she walked in there like, like she just didn't get confronted by her fiance's BFF um, earlier that day about her basically propositioning Zenday. I, I I was just watching that whole scene of her talking to Carter about their wedding and just cracking up. So so then after um Bridge tells Carter what happened. And of course Carter is like not he's like having a hard time believing Ridge. Um and like I like I told you, I don't blame Ridge for telling him. I would have told my BFF too. If I would have heard his fiance, you know, asking somebody, can we just have a, um, a night together just so we can make sure that, you know, that there's nothing between us or whatever it was she said to Zenday. I don't blame him for doing that, but I understand why you're saying he's a hypocrite. Um, yeah, I mean, she definitely flipped the script on that because she thought that he wasn't going to say anything because that's the way he left the conversation before he left the house. Because she said, you know, please, Ridge, you know, I'm going to talk to him. I'm supposed to see him tonight, blah, blah, blah. So in her mind, she had already thought that he wasn't going to say anything. Ridge just walked out the house. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, I'm going to go tell, and he didn't say I wasn't, I'm not going to tell. He just left it up in the air. So she automatically assumed that it would allow her the opportunity to do whatever she was going to do. Unfortunately, it didn't. I will say this, and I'm seeing this in the group as well. Ridge should have, which is what they were saying that Quinn should have done which was say to him, look, if you don't, I'm going to give you the opportunity to come clean with him within mm-hmm. 24 hours. If you don't, I'm going to tell him the full story. Yes, Pick I'll one. agree. He could, he, he could have given he her that. Did that. Because they said the same, people were saying the same thing about Quinn and that kiss instead of blindfolding when Katie got hurt and all this type of stuff. Should have went to either Bill and Brooke and like, look, this is what I know. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't tell Ridge before I do, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And so, therefore, she would have been on notice because now it's like, oh, wow, he is going to tell. I got to come clean and he ain't going to sugarcoat the story. So either I got to put it all out there or I break up with him and walk away or something. He didn't do that. And the thing is, is that he just walked out the house when she was telling him she was going to go over there and see him and talk to him. He went straight over to his friend, which, look, I also agree with you as well. That's his friend. He should talk to him, blah, blah, blah. I mean, but I, I honestly think that she he she should have told him. I mean, he should have told her, look, you need to go tell him or I'm going to do it. One of the two. Yeah. And, and I mean, really, that's a courtesy. I, will, huh? I said, and really, that's a courtesy. That's a courtesy. Um, but I will say this is that Ridge, uh, Ridge walks into the office right after Zoe leaves. And so he knows that Zoe was in there with Carter. And Carter is talking about how, you know, all the stuff that Zoe's picking out for their wedding and how they've set a date and all this kind of stuff. So Ridge already knows Zoe doesn't plan on telling him. So uh, maybe it would have, I don't know, maybe it would have been mature of him to then go find Zoe and say, you still trying to plan this wedding, but you need to tell him the truth first. And then, you know, tell her, I'll give you a chance to tell him yourself. If not, then I'm going to tell him, I'm going to tell him instead. And I'm going to tell him the whole yeah, story. Get, so don't go up in there giving half stories because I'm going to tell him exactly yeah. what happened. Yeah, I guess he could he could have done that. But you know, I don't really feel bad for Zoe because there's been plenty of times where Zoe could have come clean to Carter about how she felt about Zenday and she chose not to. And she specifically told Paris or told Zenday, I can't remember which one she said it to, I, I don't feel a need to tell Carter this because there may not be anything there. And she did that because she knows that if she had come clean to Carter about how she felt, that she would have lost them. Yeah, I know she wasn't going to do that in the beginning because what she was doing was um, hedging her bets. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she was like, you know what, I got two of these in my hand. Whatever don't work out, I'm going to go with it. If this first one work out, guess what? I'm going to have to just break it off with Carter. But since the set first one didn't work out, I already have this relationship over here. She was hedging her bets. Yeah, and that's exactly what Ridge called her out on when he confronted them at the house. He told her, I see what you're doing. You're trying to keep you're trying to keep Carter in your back pocket in case this didn't work out with Zenday. And Zenday just told you that you guys don't have a chance. So now you want to go back and and commit yourself to Carter. Yep. So that's at that point, you know, because he called her out on that. The only thing that I, I would say, and a lot of people, you know, of course, not only, there are some people in social media that saying, really, Ridge coming from you, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> because he's been in this situation multiple times. I mean, yeah, he just got out of something. I mean, honestly. You know, I it, it's just interesting, and especially now, it's it's it it applies to him 
the hip I, I guess what they want to call hypocrisy in more ways than one. His behavior from the times he'd been in the exact same situation as Zoe. And then the, on the flip side of this is what's going on with his daughter. You know, and it's interesting. They hadn't even had sex yet, but he put Carter on notice, which, you know, I agree with that. Again, he should have gave her the opportunity to do that, back her in the corner, but he put Carter on notice. On the flip side, you tell your daughter, oh, yeah, well, you know, yeah, you got a baby on the way. Yeah, you slept with her, somebody else's husband, but you, you the two of you couples, y'all going to get through it and move forward. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's. I guess the way the I look at that is that's his, that's his daughter. Carter is his best friend. Those are two people that he cares about. He don't really know Zoe like that. I mean, other than her being a coworker. So, I mean, he's, of course, is going to be a lot harder on somebody that he knows is playing his best friend and that he doesn't really have a relationship with. Because, I mean, I could... I could see that happening in real life too, where of course you're going to try to be understanding and comforting towards the people that you love and you care about. But when you see, when you, when you overhear someone that you're not, you're not friends with, you don't really know like that other than as a coworker or as an acquaintance, um, being deceitful towards someone that you love and care about, of course you're going to be a lot harder on that individual because you don't know that person like that. So you don't feel the need to give them any kind of grace or a chance to explain or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. So I get, that's how I looked at it. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the only person that's really being hard in when it comes to that situation is Thomas. And I mean, he's being nice about it now. He could be a lot more uh, you know, more like he used to be before, but he's calling mm-hmm. it as it is with Liam. Yeah. Whereas we have yet to see, and maybe it'll come up this week. I don't know. I've heard that it's more arguments that's going to be coming up with him and Brooke over this versus where it should be, where he's stepping in for his daughter with Liam and say, "What? What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. You. That's what I want to see. Yeah, that's what I want to see. Since you want to call people out and put people on notice and everything, you need to call this dude out that your daughter's father, your daughter's baby father out and say, look, you didn't have to come over here and see her. You have plenty of opportunities, like Thomas said, and who else said that? Somebody else said Ben said it. You could have went to your brother. You could have went to your father. You could have went home and waited for your wife to come home. No, you took your behind over to my daughter's house. Mm-hmm. But no, you tell Steffi, you know what? The two of you, he'll be with Hope. You'll be with Finn, and you two can move on together. Okay. I, I just, that that's why I had uh, so much, uh, you know, and I'm not saying he should excuse her, but the same energy that he gave in regard to stopping this wedding from happening, you know, saying, you, I, I don't know if I could stand up for your wedding because of what's happening, but you can't even stand up for your own daughter with this dude who's running ruck shot through both of these women. I, that's, 
I guess that's why I'm in, why I'm at with that. I mean, number one, his own past history, and number two, how an actual sex act happened. A baby is now in the mix, and you tell both couples they're gonna just move forward and move on. Yeah, okay. But Carter isn't supposed to move forward and move on after the flirting that's been going on between Zenday and Zoe, which shouldn't happen either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, that's where I am at on that. It's like, okay, okay, Ridge, mm-hmm, I hear you. Um, back with um, the whole thing with Liam, when she, okay, because now we got this paternity test. Wait, are we finished with um, the Zoe and Zendaya? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We switched over, okay. Yeah. So, no, we got to go back. So, after now that Zoe is in the hot seat with Carter, she decides mm-hmm. to project all of her problems onto um, Paris. Paris. And how did I forget that name? My son is named Paris. <laughs> um, with two R's. Um, the thing is, is that she's just going off on, on Paris saying, you know, this is all your fault. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you started this. You could have told me he was on the way. And she was like, I texted you, but you didn't work hard enough. What's she supposed to do? Text harder? <laughs> yeah. She, this isn't the first time that she's blamed Paris for something. Well, I can't remember what it, there was something. She take accountability for her actions. Right. And it's so, it's cl- like the way, I feel like the way that she approached Paris with that and has mm-hmm. approached Paris with things in the past, mm-hmm. they must have had a, um, I feel like they must have had like a rocky ch- relationship in their childhood or like their teenage years or something because she, feels like she likes to point the finger and put the blame on Paris when things in her life aren't going right, aren't going the way she wants them to go if mm-hmm. Paris is, is around. So I was getting frustrated just, and I felt like Paris was just sitting there letting her do it. And then they made her sound whiny. Like, why? why? Yeah. And I'm like, oh. I'm sitting there, yeah, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, girl, if you don't stand up for yourself and tell her to, to go somewhere with all the blame and tell her to take accountability like why are you letting her put this all on you and you're not defending yourself which she finally did a little bit but I needed her to be a little bit harder on on Zoe yeah I mean she actually thought she ran forced him she was like oh no you're not allowed to be here wait a minute you didn't hire her you a model here right not even an executive (laughs) exactly I mean you're, you're not allowed to be here. So I've drawn up um, resignation papers and you need to take this to Ridge. How are you going to explain that? <laughs> I mean, right. you don't get them talking about, oh, you know, I'm resigning from my job and blah, 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 blah. I mean. And they're yeah. going to say and they, and it, has to, it has to come from you or they have to think that you're the one that wanted this. Girl. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm like, I was hoping that either Ridge or Carter or Zenday was going to overhear her talking to Paris like that because I don't think anybody has witnessed um, the way that she treats Paris yet. No, no. Mm-mm. And so while we're here, I need to address something. Um, in the group, 
And I know some of you are not, because I know there's multiple Young and the Restless, Bold and Beautiful, you know, Facebook groups. But in the group that we manage, it's the one that's Y&R, B&B, long-haul diehard fans. We keep getting moderation alerts and Facebook um, alerts letting us know that either something was said or it was offensive or hate speech. Guys, please, 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 please. We're getting like several a day. And most of them are over Zoe. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we, they let us know. It's not because a lot of people might be thinking, why are you removing our comment? We should be able to say what we say. Facebook is taking an extra effort by removing things against their community standards and notifying us as admins and moderators after the fact. Okay? Please be mindful about what you say. You cannot use the word S-L-U-T or H-O-E anymore in the groups because Facebook will snatch it. Mm -hmm. And either they'll remove it or send it as an alert. So, I mean, I know you guys are passionate about what's going on. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Kiara Barnes is, is doing a great job at being Zoe because everybody don't like the character right now. Mm-hmm. But we also got to be mindful of our comments. And, you know, again, they've taken a step to do this. So just, you know, I understand you mad. You don't like her. I mean, I've heard comments uh, about her physically, personally, that's even worse than it has been. These are actresses. Yeah. Actors. Please don't. I mean, they're 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 getting paid to entertain all of us. Okay, so whatever you feel about Zoe Buckingham is not indicative of Kiara Barnes. Okay, I just had to put that out there. What are you about to say? Go ahead, girl. I just want to add to it because I also saw um I saw a post in there. I think it was last night. Um, someone posted a picture of Kiara Barnes and she got her hair cut. Um, so she has like a short like kind of like pixie like, cut. Uh, like Britney? Yeah, yes. Oh. Yep, kind of like Britney's cut. Except I think hers might be just a tad bit shorter on top. Um, but someone posted a picture of it and I don't know, the caption was something like uh, her new haircut. What do you guys think? And there were so many like, uh, first of all, I don't think that picture should, I don't think it should have been posted. Because I think that's inviting in people to be nasty. And there were so many, it was like a hundred something comments, a hundred plus comments under the picture. And a lot of people like, yuck, she's still ugly. That doesn't do anything for her looks. You know, just being very ugly and nasty towards her personally. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing to dislike a character on a show it's another thing when you attack somebody's like you said when you attack somebody's looks and that was a nothing but a string of people attacking her looks there were there were good comments in there too but the the other comments were just in my opinion overwhelming and they were unnecessary and they were just people being ugly well you and i didn't like that when you find posts that are put on like that and they take specific pictures that knowing is going to incite that type of response, people mm-hmm. do that for for likes and comments. Yeah, they know it's going to gain traction. I've seen, 
I'm in many groups with different shows because I, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I do commentary on YouTube, on other types of evening shows and reality TV. And people do things like that, not because they actually like the picture, but they do it because they know that it's going to be a feeding frenzy on negative. That individual. And so, listen, I mean, I understand you don't like Zoe. We're talking about Zoe right now, about the Carter situation and everything. But Kiara Barnes is acting out a script. Yep. Okay? So, keep that in mind when you're, you know, if you want to say, you know, it's horrible that Zoe is treating Paris, her little sister, like crap. Okay, no problem. But when you say she got frog eyes or when you say things about her teeth, her body, whatever, now you're taking it personal. Yeah. And there's a difference because I know that we've made comments about the styling of the actresses on the show. There's a difference when you are making comments about what the makeup and the hairstylist on those shows do. If if you don't like the way that they're styling people, that's one thing. But it's totally different when it's like they're not their their physical like they were born with these features. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're talking about those appearances, like that's something totally different, and I, it's just not. I don't think that that's cool when people post that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, I've seen it's it's been horrible. And and Bailey and basically whatever feelings that they had about Kiara Barnes, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people maybe had whatever their personal issues or, or feelings I should say about the actress. Mm-hmm. But with Zoe the character being played out and portrayed the way that it is, it's now filtering people's personal opinions into or giving them that open door to say, okay, yeah, now I can really go in on this girl right. because I don't like the character. Right. Yeah. And that ain't cool. I mean, none of these, I mean, I even, I mean, I'm not a Brooke fan, but I'm not going to call her H O E or S U S L U T. I do. I think maybe her character, because Catherine Kelly Lang is an excellent actress, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is that, is, does she sleep around? Sure. She slept with Bill. She slept with Ridge. She slept with Thorne. Okay, fine. I keep it strictly to the storyline. But the derogatory terminology, Facebook will catch it. So I'm just putting it out there. Yeah. So, anywho, back to the, back to the uh, show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I just had to address that because it's been really crazy this week with that. I mean, we get six to seven, sometimes ten a day of Facebook saying, we had to remove this from your group. We had to remove this from your group. And I'm like, not again. And even (laughs) our head admin put a message in an announcement form out there and it's still happening. So. All right. But, um, yeah, it was interesting that she felt that she could tell her to quit and give a resignation letter and and she needs her to do that effective immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I sat there with my mouth open like this girl has lost her mind to think that she can bully she's basically trying to bully her into quitting her job and then questioning her like you could have gotten a job 
um, anywhere else in the world with your credentials. And it's like, first of all, Paris didn't come there seeking out a job. Like, she was approached by them, which yeah, says Carter something. Carter was the one that actually scouted her. Yeah, which to me says something about what her resume must look like. Mm-hmm. So, her, like, her basically trying to make it seem as if Paris came in there, you know, begging for handouts, begging for somebody to hire her. It was just ridiculous. And it, it's like, are you, it's almost like Zoe is delusional when it comes to her sister. <laughs> Blaming her for all these things that have gone wrong in her relationship. Like you said, when she told her she should have tried harder to, to get her to respond to her text message that she sent her, you know, trying to warn her that Ridge was on his way to the house. Uh-huh. Like, come on, Zoe. Take yeah. some responsibility or take all the responsibility for your actions instead of trying to put them on someone else. And regardless exactly. of regardless of if um, Rich showed up that day or not, you still put yourself in this situation by your other actions. Mm-hmm. So this this didn't have anything to do with Paris. This was not Paris's fault. Even if Paris told Rich, "Yep, she's over there talking to Zenae right now. Um, go get her." Like you still put yourself in the situation where. Um, you got yourself into trouble when it comes to your relationship because of your choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everything that led up, she created her own reality. <coughs> everything that you put in motion with the flirting, showing up at the house, flirting at work, mm-hmm. flirting in the dressing room, somebody was going to bound to hear you talking about this stuff. Right. The Zenday. So you brought this on yourself. And then to tell her, well, you should have warned me and you should have told me. You could have called me. For what? So you can get over there and be like, ooh, let me hightail it out of here. No. You would have still, and if she had a hightailed it out of there, when she got the next moment available, she would have been right up at Zenday. The other thing about this, Zenday kept telling her, I can't do this with you. No, no, no. And she mm-hmm. kept like, yeah, but, but we can. Why don't we explore this? You know you got feelings for me. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, but here's the other piece of this. That I, that Paris should have noticed about the fact that Zenday is now coming for her. And I'm like, dude, no. You need to clean out whatever feelings that you have. Because the only reason that you're not with Zoe is because of Carter. Right. If it wasn't for Carter, because that text message that you originally sent saying, hey, before you go to Carter, you need to see me first, you know? You hear me? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I hear you. Um, before you go over to Carter's, you need to see me first indicates that you definitely was just as interested as she was. Exactly. So for him to say, you know what, I ain't trying to get caught up in this mess. Yeah, I know I like her, but you know what, her little sister is still around. She's interested in me. Let me just go and see what this is about. And that's why I hope that um, I want Zendaya to get just as much heat as Zoe is getting mm-hmm. from uh, from Carter. And really, Rich could have given him a little more heat, too. Uh, I know that... Yeah. I know that Zoe was the the main one that was 
you know pushing the issue pushing the pushing yeah pushing the issue but just like Paris told Zendaya last week you you didn't really do much to stop it mm-hmm. it was all this ambiguous talk about you're engaged you're engaged instead of just weeks ago putting his foot down with her and not engaging in the flirting and the little comments that they would make it make to each other and the little eyes and all that kind of stuff so he's just as guilty in my opinion so I, I can't wait to see how because I've seen like a couple of um little s- spoiler articles so I'm hoping Carter gives him a good a good little cussing out <laughs> Well, and you know what? That's the truth. And the thing is, is that what could have stopped Zoe early on is him by Zenday saying, you know what? I told you I want to, you know, I'm not going to do this. And if you don't stop, I'm going to have a conversation with Carter myself. Yeah. Yeah. She would have stopped immediately. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Because she would be like, you won't do that. You want to bet? I'm going over there right now. Yeah. Now, yeah, I think she felt like he was he was interested because he never really said he never really until that night he never really said no to her. Right. Yep. That is true, 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 true. Okay. So now we at the part after, you know, all of the telling Paris you need to leave, you need to quit, you need to get out of here, blah, 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 blah. We see Paris flip the script and say, you know what, them days is over. I'm mm-hmm. done tell, having you telling me what to do and bossing me around. She ripped the the resignation papers up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was happy about that. Yeah, so was I. I still wish, I still wish she would have been a little more aggressive with her words. Well, um, they left but, hanging right there. So I'm wondering yeah. what happens after that point, you know. That's why I wish sometimes this show was an hour instead of 30 minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe that they haven't changed that. Is I, there I, I, any I, soaps that's an, a half an hour like that anymore? I don't think I, so. I don't know because I've never watched soaps on any of the other stations. But I know on CBS of the, the four that were on here. In the past, this has always just been the only 30-minute show, which I thought was going to change when um, Guiding Light and As the World Turns went off the air. But Yeah, that's interesting because General Hospital is still an hour, and I think Days of Our Lives and uh, what's the other one that's still on on NBC? Is it is One Life to Live still on? Uh, I don't I know. I don't watch. I only watch CBS soaps. So. so do I. Yeah, but I, I think know. maybe the really what was that really cheesy like over the top soap that used to come on? Girl, I don't know. Is it on what, another station? It was on another station. Yeah. I I never watched it. I just always remember seeing clips of it because it was so ridiculous. Because it had like magical stuff on it. Oh, girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that one may have been thirty minutes, but I I can't even remember what. Um, yeah. What channel that one was on? Yeah, but I think the remaining shows that's uh, soap operas that's on the air still currently are an hour, except for yeah. both. Yeah, so, yeah. I would have loved to have this show at a whole hour, but um, yeah, she put her foot down and they just left us right there. So I'm wondering what's next at when you know after they come back to that scene. Where Paris is telling her I ain't going nowhere. 
mm-hmm. and see how that you know what she you know what she does next. Yeah. So okay. Um, I do I do want to say how I how good um, I cannot I can never get this man's real name straight. Is it it's Victor St. Lawrence? Yeah, Lawrence St. Victor. Mm-hmm. Which um. I think it's scene. Lawrence St. Victor. Lawrence St. Victor. Okay. One day I will get it. I will get it right. <laughs> um, but that scene between him and Zoe when he finally confronts her about the whole Zenday thing, I, I thought he did really well in that one. Because we've never really seen, like, I don't even remember in the past seeing Carter be that emotional about or or that angry about something. So, I don't know. I thought I thought he did very well in that scene. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. Um, he did good. I mean, he did he even shed a tear. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he had a tear rolling down there. I've never seen Carter cry. I wonder how hard was that for Lawrence to do that? Like, yeah. okay, do we need to spray some water on your face and you look sad? <laughs> Yeah, I don't think um, I've ever seen him cry. The only person that I know that can really cry at the drop of a hat is Brooke. Yes, she is a pro at that. Brooke, uh, Catherine um, is, Catherine Kelly Lang is an excellent crier. (laughs) Yeah, and I think on, on The Young and the Restless, the crier over there is Sharon. Sharon can drop a tear, too. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yep. So, okay. Um, let's see. Anything else over there with Carter? No, we covered everything, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so there was this other small storyline with uh, Katie. Wasn't didn't Katie pop in this week or no? Was that this week? Was this this week or last? I don't remember. I think we saw no, maybe not. Maybe I don't remember last seeing her this week. Yeah, I think that was last week. Okay, then we're gonna leave that be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. How about now we move over to this whole thing with Liam, Hope, Steffi, Finn, and Brooke. Mm-hmm. So this is where. You, Everybody was expecting, people were speculating, saying that Finn was going to walk on uh, on Brooke, yelling at Steffi, and Steph, and everybody was waiting for that. And it, when I saw Brooke come in the, in the house speaking to uh, uh, Steffi, I was like, oh, here we go. Mm-hmm. And then it didn't happen. Yeah. And I was disappointed. Yes, so was I. I think a lot of people were disappointed. <laughs> Bo, yeah. that would have been an excellent moment. Maybe it did happen and they cut it out. I don't know because everybody was saying that that was coming. Even the spoilers said that mm-hmm. was coming. Yep. So I'm wondering if maybe it'll happen another time because okay. you know they never. You know how they like to repeat. Yeah. Uh, re- repeat scenes. And, and people saying the same thing to, to other characters over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I was really looking forward to that happening because we've never really seen anybody other than Thomas mm-hmm. 
um, come to uh, Steffi's defense yep. when it comes to Brooke. Yep. Yeah, I'm so. hoping that maybe it's coming up. Maybe, you know, it wasn't this week. Maybe it was this. I mean, last week, maybe it's this week that she goes back and jump in Steffi's face and Finn is like, you know what, get out of here. Yeah, I need that to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, that paternity test is the other thing that was up for discussion this week because, you know, Steffi was like, I need this done, like, right now. Yeah. I mean, and at first they was telling her, no, it's too early, and then the next day it was like, oh, yeah, you just made the point where we can do it. I'm like... Yeah, that was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That was so dumb. Girl, that was crazy. So, she finally got the test, and then she wanted it the same day. Like, you know, like you would take a pregnancy test. Yeah. It positive was a negative. They're like, no, you're going to have to get this a couple of days. So, I'm thinking what they did was they did a test on, you know, up against Finn, and I guess if Finn comes back as zero, then the automatic person is going to be Liam. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Liam was nowhere around for that test. Only Finn. So I guess if they tested against him, the only other person that was in the picture is Liam. And if it, you know, go that route. But before we got there, when she told both Liam and Finn that she's going to have a paternity test done, why Liam say, if you need me to go with you, I'm going? And so Finn was like, hold on. I'm going with him. Yeah. Like, Liam, go home. Go sit down. <laughs> Nobody needs you involved in this because there's nothing you can do right now. You just need to go home, chill out, and wait for the test results. I'll, I'll let you know when they come in. This dude was like, if you need somebody to go to the hospital with you, I can volunteer to go <laughs> with you. Did you actually think Finn wasn't going to go? Right. Oh my girl, that was so. I was like, dude, <laughs> go away. <laughs> and well, Hope wasn't there either when that happened, right? No, it was just the three of them. Right. It was just the three of them. I wonder what Hope would have thought about that if she was standing there. And that's why I just, it, it, it just is interesting how, how much Brooke and how much Hope is still fighting for this dude. Mm-hmm. Brooke, especially. Brooke especially. Yeah, I, this whole situation, I mean, Brooke is fighting for her daughter and Ridge is saying everybody's just going to move forward. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are y'all doing? And I mean, they're grown adults. I mean, Liam and Hope and Steffi are grown adults. Yeah. But at the same time, with Hope and Brooke, this man cheated on you once again. Yep. And possibly is carrying a child with the one woman who you had a history with, and Brooke is still fighting for this dude to be her husband. Yep. And it, here was my my uh, my major annoyance, which we all knew this was going to happen. We knew Brooke was going to go confront Steffi and blame her um, for yeah. what happened, which is exactly what she did. She went and confronted her, and then when she went back to Hope, has the nerve yeah. to say, this is all Steffi's fault. Yeah. This is all Steffi's fault. Puts no blame at all on Liam. Just uses the excuse of he was upset. He thought, you know, he thought he saw you kissing Thomas. He was upset. So basically saying, I can understand why he wouldn't slept with Steffi because 
he was upset about what happened. He thought his marriage was over. But Steffi, on the other hand, she should have known better. She should have sent him away, which is what she says to Steffi. Why didn't you send him away? Why didn't you tell him to go find hope? Why didn't you tell him to go to Wyatt's or Bill's or to a hotel? And it's like, how how is it that Steffi is solely responsible for the choice that Leo made? That just blows yeah. my mind. And and from what it seems like, she's not going to go confront Liam the same way that she did Steffi. She's going to go talk to Liam about how to um, get his marriage back on track. And it, it, I'm just, it, it's like, it's amazing. <laughs> it is a- yeah, I mean, she's blasting Steffi about you should have sent them home. She wouldn't have had nobody to try to send home if his behind was over right. there in the first place. He shouldn't have came there. There would be nobody to send home if he had never showed exactly. up at this girl's house in the first place. It wasn't like she was at his place. It wasn't like she was waiting out in the hallway when he came out of Thomas's house. This dude made a conscious effort to drive and do yep. a beeline all the way over to Steffi's house. And then you want to get mad at her for not right. sending him away. And my thing is, okay, place. so let's say let's say Steffi did, you know, resist sleeping with him that night. There's still the matter of all of those things that he said to Steffi. You don't pull that out of the sky. Exactly. And that's why I don't understand why Steffi don't say because anything Because you don't, you don't pull, that. like, Liam didn't just suddenly feel that way in the hour that he left her house um, went to Thomas's, saw them kissing, and then drove back to Steffi's house. Like, all of those feelings just didn't come out of nowhere. That means that those feelings were already there. So, even if Steffi had Correct. told him no, then, and I know Hope doesn't know all the stuff that he said to her, but my thing is, there's still an issue because mm-hmm. you still feel the way you feel about her. You're still in love with your ex. Exactly. So, that doesn't make it okay. You pro- You just propositioned your ex for sex and she turned you down so if Brooke, if Brooke were to know that and to know that Steffi sent him away and even after he you know tried to attempt to sleep with her and, and Steffi said no so I guess that makes everything okay now because Steffi turned him down instead of it instead of it being Liam just didn't proposition her in the first place <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah I mean it's crazy I mean, and even if she had called out the whole thing with both Hope and Liam in the room and say, look, do you, you don't realize what mm-hmm. your husband was saying to me that night. He said that he felt some kind of way yep. about me and Finn being together. He said that he will always love me and how and always have love for me. He he said a whole lot of plethora of things, and then I would in turn. She should have turned to Liam and say, "And I want you to stand up here and deny everything that you yes. said to me that That's I'm what telling I would, her that, right yeah. now." That exactly is what needs to happen. You know, because all she took advantage. That, oh, she seduced yeah. him, and she, she took advantage, and. All this kind of stuff. And it's like, there would be nothing to... And she didn't take advantage. The other thing is, he was yes. one of the idea of pouring the drinks. She didn't even say, 
go till we have it. Because most time with seduction, just say Steffi, if she was trying to seduce her, mm-hmm. well, why don't you have a drink? Maybe you can relax and yep. take the edge off. That was his idea. He poured drinks, especially with a person yeah. that's just coming off of a pill addiction. But you were so concerned about Finn being in her life as a doctor because it could be a conflict of interest. But you bring your behind up in there word about pills before, but you pour exactly. alcohol for somebody that just got out of rehab. Exactly. Come on, dude. But nobody sees the problem with that. And that's why I just, address it. I wish the writers would. They could really make these shows a lot more interesting by saying, listen, you yeah. you guys really don't and know it's, it's like they're glossing now. over that. Like they're not even they're not even doing anything remotely close yeah. to bringing up like what he actually said to her that night. They're just they're just glossing over it like that part of it isn't an important factor. But in this case it is because because of how Steffi is always the one getting the blame when something happens between her and Liam. And and because Hope and Brooke are clearly blaming her and saying that she was the one that she poured him the drinks and she seduced him or she took advantage of his feelings and it's like none of that none of that is true (laughs) at all none of that is at all and I mean they could have made it interesting where Steffi come out the pocket and says you know you guys have been blaming me for weeks about me being the culprit of this situation and bust out with a tape recording or a video cam. The baby camera was on and hear the conversation. I mean, they could really make this thing creative mm-hmm. and make it a Friday cliffhanger by playing everything that he or said. Or better yet, just crazy. I don't even think she would need like a, a recording or a video camera. I think if she stood there with Liam in the room and said, this is what you said to me that night. Liam isn't a liar, so he wouldn't deny it. He would just stand there looking stupid. And then they would know that what she was saying was true. You don't no. think he would have played it down and said, I was drunk. I, mean, I was under a lot of... I thought I think he that, was with Thomas. And, I, but his excuse you know, has always been, been I thought excuses. you were with Thomas. I don't think that he would downplay... I don't think he would make excuses for what he said because the next day, the next morning, he said that he didn't regret anything. And he specifically yep he specifically said i know i had been drinking um maybe not in these exact words but he said something to the effect of i know we were drinking but um it, it it's clear to me how i feel or i don't i don't take back anything i said it was something to that effect that he said so the the character of liam has never been one to lie about his feelings or um I don't know, try That's to true. try to downplay his feelings when it comes to Steffi or Hope. So I think he would just stand there looking guilty like he has done any other time. But you know what is interesting about what you say about that is that he never been had to lie with them mm-hmm. because they just take his word for it. He never most time people that try to lie yeah. out of stuff they feel that they got something to lose. So they want to not tell the truth. Well, he says what he says because mm-hmm. it's not going to make a difference mm-hmm. with either one of them. He don't have nothing to lose because they're going to always yeah. take up for him like they're doing right now. So you know what? You're absolutely right. He's going to probably say, well, yeah, I did say that. And the only thing that's going to happen 
is Brooke is going to be like he was upset. Yeah, but he was in a bad state. Mm-hmm. He thought he thought he was upset. Yep. We've all made mistakes, and you know it was just a mistake. You can get past this. Yeah. This is your husband. Do it for the kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So why would he need to yep. lie? Because he's gonna get away with everything <laughs> he do anyway. <laughs> but anywho, so yeah, I. I I'm wondering. I guess we'll get the answer next week. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna get what well, this week? Because it's now Sunday, so we'll probably get the answer sometime yeah, I need this to. week on who the father is. Now, I've been seeing stories out there about folks saying that Vinny, because mm-hmm. he, he that whole conversation reason. he had with Thomas about Do you think he, the paternity and how if it turns out to be Liam's, then he can finally yeah be with Hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I know. Vinny, don't uh, yeah, drag I hope that Thomas doesn't happen. That I hope road. Thomas isn't the one that. I hope that if it does happen, Please which don't I don't do want that, that to happen, um, I hope that it's not Thomas that does it. I hope he's like clear of that whole thing because, like yeah. you said, I don't want them to to drag him back down that road of being of, of scheming and lying and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, what did what did you think about the? I thought it was the whole Liam Hope Thomas convo when they were in the house. Um, I think Liam was in the house looking for a doll or something like that, and him and Thomas, him and Thomas start talking, and then Hope walks in. Did that not seem awkward to you? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but Liam is not. I mean, he he look his face looked like he's living in the twilight zone because of how mm-hmm. Thomas is acting. Because there's two conversations. There was the conversation that Thomas mm-hmm. had down at the cabin with with Liam in the in the house, and then there's a conversation at the main house that you know he had directly one on one with him and Thomas. And Liam is like, who is this guy? Yeah. You see his expression on his face? Because Thomas is like, y'all need to work this out. Y'all need to, I know how much she loves you. I also look out for my sister. But at the same time, I know y'all got these kids together. Y'all need to figure this out. And Thomas, I mean, and um, uh, Liam is looking like, yeah, who is this guy? And then he's even taking it as being manipulation because uh, Hope said, well, why do you think he's acting like this? Because he's trying to be, he's trying to look like he's a good person now. Not being real. I'm like, dude, you need to figure out what's going on with you. You know, this man ain't, I mean, from from the way it looks, it, it doesn't look like he is actively pursuing Hope. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, Liam need to figure out this whole situation and why he keep doing what he doing. Yeah, I just, uh, I just feel like Thomas should have just left when Hope walked in. and They started talking because, like, why are you like, why ask? Do you guys want me to leave? Like, obviously, they're they're having they started a very personal conversation about all the stuff that's going on with um, Steffi being pregnant. 
But Hope was like, no, you can stay. Steffi's your sister. So this, you know, this concerns you as well. And I... Yeah. Which, like, I mean, ow. I kind of get what she was saying. Like, you're 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 going to be concerned about your sister that's going through this, you know, mm-hmm. this situation. And I was hoping mm-hmm. what Thomas would have said was something like, I don't know, something about how Liam took advantage of Steffi's feelings for him. But he didn't mm-hmm. say that. He just said something about how yeah, he he is concerned about his sister and her health or whatever it was that he said. But I just thought it was weird that he mm-hmm. asked, do you guys want to leave? Like, just leave, Thomas. Why are you asking them? <laughs> just leave. Yeah. Yeah, so, just leave. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, yeah, that whole conversation, him, and the thing is, is that good Thomas, bad Thomas, the message is still yep. the same. Liam, you screw up. You you screw up whether you know it was last year's Thomas or twenty twenty one Thomas. I mean, Liam is the catalyst in all of this. You know, in his behavior. Exactly. So, um, what else do we have? Was that it on that storyline? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it. So okay. Woo, we had a lot today. Yeah. Yes, we did. Yeah, we did. So, I haven't seen Monday's episode of Young and the Restless, so I don't know any nuggets. I, you know, like I said, I when I have a moment to watch it on the weekend or Friday, Saturday, whatever, then I can get this information. But at the same time, it's been a busy weekend, so I haven't had an opportunity to see it yet. But um, all I know is Bill Spencer... And the Spencers are coming mm-hmm. over, um, but that's that's probably all I got until we see everything else this week. Um, okay, so now we also before we go, we have this flip the script segment. So you take a particular storyline from each show, and if it's something that you felt should either go differently or a way that you would have uh, directed the storyline to be different. That's what we do in this particular segment. So what's your flip the script for Young and Restless and Bone? So my Y&R flip um, is just a, a a plain and simple straightforward one. I want Billy to to put his foot down Victoria and call her out on which I guess that would take him actually knowing that she's being manipulative, but call her out on how mm-hmm. she's using the kids to um, interfere with his relationship with Lily. But if he's, if he's not, okay. if he seems to not understand why she's acting the way she's acting, then I guess it would be hard to say that he needs to call her out about it. So basically I guess I just mm-hmm. wish he would stop being stupid because he's just being stupid right now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he is acting clueless and dumb about why Victoria keeps, you know, being hot and cold with him. Um, Mm -hmm. My bold and beautiful flip would have been when Steffi was confronted by Brooke and Brooke was accusing her of all of these things when it comes to Liam. Is I wish Steffi would have just flat out told her, uh, I wasn't the one that poured the drinks. Liam was the one that asked for it. 
I wasn't the one that um, that made passes at Liam. Liam was the one that made passes at me. And then these are all the things. This is all the stuff that Liam was saying to me that night. So you go, you go find your your son-in-law, and you go blame him for what happened because this wasn't just me. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Cool. So, um, my flip the script for, um, for the young and the restless. And, you know, I had to, cause I know it was so much going on this week with, and so I had to try to, uh, pick mm-hmm. one, but, um, yeah, my flip the script for, uh, young and the restless would have been um, the same thing in regards to faith is um, having both uh, Nicholas and Nikki to get a stronger hold on this situation with her. Stop letting this girl Mm -hmm. play to both of you. You know, because clearly, you know, Sharon sees exactly what's going on. And because the other uh, two of them are in different places with this, it gives Faith the free reign to shift all of them just yeah. like she wants to. So, yeah, I, that's what I would do with that particular storyline. In regards to Bold, um, yeah, I would have told, I would have had Ridge tell Zoe, if you don't tell him, First, I'm going to give you the opportunity to come clean with everything. If you don't tell Carter first, then mm-hmm. I'm going to tell him. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I just, that part was, because he just left it open-ended. So it gave her, you know, of course it made it worse for herself. But just on, like you said, I think a courtesy, you know, to say, look, Go tell them, or I will. Or even Zenday early on could have ended this by saying, you know what? I I can't do this with you. If you don't stop pushing the issue, I'm going to tell them myself. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's what have been my okay. script on that. So, But that's all we got this week, guys, on CBS Soap Dish Recap for February 1st through February 5th. I hope you guys around the globe enjoyed the show. We really enjoy bringing this content to you all. And I'm noticing that you guys continue to come back every week and enjoy what we have to offer. So we really appreciate that. You know, you guys will keep us going. And we just love to talk mm-hmm. about the soaps. Yep. So um, I really appreciate you, Keisha, as well, because we do have sometimes differences of opinion, but that's needed because people in the audience have difference of opinion. But at the end of the day, we still end up on, you know, yeah. we still cool. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> Ditto. Because sometimes in other places, yeah. you don't see that. So I like I like it where people can respect other people's opinions, and at the end of the day, it's just a show. And we enjoy, uh, you know, bringing the content to you guys. So if you don't have don't. anything else, nope. you got anything? Okay. All right. So until next week, um, we will see you then on Soap oh, CBS Soap. Thanks for joining us this week on CBS Soap Dish Recap. 
Make sure you check us out on our Facebook group at The Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, Long Haul, Die Hard Fans Group. We are 29,000 strong and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms such as via RSS so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.